boys and girls. This is Miss Kathy. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and we thought we'd bring you some stories from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories. After the Christmas season, we'll be returning to our regularly scheduled shoebox mystery books. Christmas is a special time of year, a time to celebrate the birth of baby Jesus, who was born in a stable. Shepherds, after being serenaded by angels, rushed over to find the baby lying in a manger. Wise men, carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, followed a bright star until it led them to the baby king. What about you? Will this Christmas bring you closer to Jesus? I hope so, and I hope that the Jesus of Christmas will live in your heart throughout the year. Helen Lee Robinson, Editor Jill's Holiday Heart Hotel by Norma Kelly I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Mom, Dad, this is the worst idea I have ever heard, I protested. I know we've never done anything like this before, Dad admitted. Working with the homeless will take some getting used to, but your mom and I think that this will be a good way for us to serve as a family. We have so much, Jill, Mom added. This new house, security, God even helped us find a wonderful church after our move. Obviously, Mom and Dad saw things a little differently than I did. I launched into my diatribe. It's bad enough that Dad's transfer brought us to a place where we don't know anyone and that this will be our first Christmas without Uncle, Aunt, and Graham. But now we're supposed to spend our holiday hanging out with homeless people? Do I have any say in this matter? The say that you have in this matter, said Dad, is what kind of Christmas you'll have. That will be decided by what sort of experience you'll allow this to be. Jill, said my traitorous little brother Brian, It might be cool. I said nothing, let out a huge sigh, and retreated to my room. I still had presents to wrap. Mom, Dad, and Brian kept talking about our upcoming Christmas, but I never joined in these conversations. On Christmas Eve, Mom approached me as I was adding whipped cream to my hot chocolate. Honey, let's have a little talk. What are your thoughts on Christmas? Plopping down at the kitchen table, I let out an exasperated sigh. Mom, I never wanted to move. Think of everything we've given up this Christmas. I know we needed to move here, but I've never spent a Christmas without Aunt Myrna's Christmas kiwi fruit punch. Honey, you never liked that drink, Mom remarked. I know it's family you're missing, not kiwi punch, and we'll see plenty of family, just not this Christmas. Am I supposed to change my mind and suddenly be happy about this, Mom? No, just open-minded. Dad and I have really prayed about this. Just open your heart a little. All right, I'll try. But I have to say this is hard, Mom. All I can ask is that you try, and I believe you will. She hugged me. Now, I have some baking to finish. Do you want to help me? At least that hasn't changed, I said with a smile. A couple of evenings earlier, at our church's special Christmas program, we had been challenged to make room, a home, for other people in our hearts. It was a nice thought, but I wondered how I could open my heart as a shelter for others in the same way the stable had been opened to Jesus. As we entered the food distribution center on Christmas morning, I noticed many people who looked like they would be thrilled for the shelter of any home, even the chilly space of my heart. For a moment I felt nervous and awkward. Would I offend these people by saying the wrong thing? My thoughts were cut off by a woman who rushed to greet us. "'Are you here to help today?' We need help in the kitchen preparing and help on the line serving. She looked at me. Would you set tables and help to clear, darling? I was surprised that so many people had come here on Christmas Day. For most of the afternoon, I stayed busy clearing and setting tables. 
But late in the day things slowed down, and I kept passing by a family of four who reminded me of my own. The energetic woman who had greeted us told me that I was welcome to take a break, so I mustered my courage and approached the family I'd noticed. Excuse me, uh, I know this is your Christmas dinner, but I was wondering if I could sit with you for a few minutes. I don't really know anyone here. They welcomed me and even offered me a part of their dinner. I just moved here, I said, and told them about the move. We were also transferred, the mother replied. We moved ourselves and everything we had so that I could keep working, the man piped up. But then I got laid off. We were strangers in an unknown place and without family or friends when we needed them most. We've ended up like this, the woman said. I was surprised to hear myself say the words I spoke next. I don't think this is how you've ended up. This is just where you are now, I encouraged. They seemed to appreciate what I said. My family serves at the food center about twice a month now. The last time I saw the family I met at Christmas, they told me they'd saved enough money to move back to their hometown. There's work there, Mr. Andrews had said with excitement, and familiar schools. Believe it or not, part of my heart envied them. I often think of returning to my old home, but moving here helped me learn to post a vacancy, room available, sign on my heart, and to open it to strangers. That change of attitude may turn out to be the best Christmas gift I ever received. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories, a compilation from various writers for Guide magazine, edited by Helen Lee Robinson and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. As our special gift to you, we will be sharing one of these stories every day between now and Christmas. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. 